Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest podcast to enter the world of podcasts, Physics of the Mystics. With me, Rabbi Shlomo Ezagui. The name itself describes what to expect when you will tune into this podcast. I won't be talking about how to lose weight or how to invest in the stock market or politics, although I may touch upon those matters since everything is related to physics and everything is related to mystics. And that's what's going to make this podcast show very entertaining, very informative, very uplifting. And this podcast is offered by myself, Rabbi Shlomo Ezagui. I'm a rabbi here in Palm Beach County, Florida for the last 35 years. I've been a student. I've been a teacher. I've been around the block. And I'm going to share some of that incredible experience and wisdom with all the lucky people who will be tuning in to this podcast. I'm also going to make an offer at the end of today's podcast for somebody to receive a $260 Amazon card. So if you want to receive that $260 Amazon card, stay tuned to the end of today's presentation and today's message. Today's episode is not going to be episode number one. It's going to be an introduction. I'm going to share with you what you can expect to hear on this podcast. I want you to be excited. I want you to look forward and be motivated to tune in to this podcast Put it on your lists of must-listen. Share it already with your friends out of curiosity, out of an interest to want to expand your appreciation for the universe, for life, for yourself, for the world, and for everything that makes us who we are. We're going to be touching upon a lot, a lot of very, very important aspects um, here in this show. And a lot of very important people will be talking about Einstein and Newton, Galilei, Maxwell, Feynman, all the fancy names that you are familiar with or that you are not yet familiar with. We'll be talking about Da Vinci, Heisenberg, Mendeleev. We'll be talking about Schrodinger, Darwin, evolution, talking about Tesla, an interesting dude. We'll be talking about a lot, a lot of very, very important people And what do the mystics have to say about what they discovered or what their conclusions were? We'll be talking about quantum physics. And we're going to be talking about a lot of things that some of you are familiar with and some of you are not so familiar with. The ones who are familiar, they will appreciate an entirely new spin, something that they never imagined is connected one with the other. Those that are not so familiar, if you listen and to enough of my podcasts, I'm going to try very hard to make everybody knowledgeable of the details and make it as simple as I can possibly make it so that everybody will, after listening to these shows, know and feel that they have expanded their appreciation, that their wisdom has been deepened for the world, for the universe, and for their life. In quantum physics, that's an incredible new discovery that has been recognized in the last 100 years or so. One of the discoveries is that there are four fundamental forces and there are three levels of energy. And what I'm going to attempt to describe is how this awareness and this discovery 
is only an expression of age-old knowledge that the Kabbalah, mysticism, the Zohar, the Torah, the blueprint to creating this world, that's how the Torah describes itself. God looked into the Torah, and in that Torah there is the information and the wisdom from which God created the entire universe. So by knowing the Torah, you already are familiar what to expect in the universe. It's like when a builder looks into the blueprint, he doesn't even have to go to the building. He knows what to expect, where the rooms are, where the corridors are, where the pipes are, because he is looking into the underlying energy that gives rise to the building. Same thing is also with quantum physics. When we see the discoveries, looking at it from the perspective of the building, and we see what scientists have discovered, it's no wonder there are four fundamental forces corresponding to the four letters of God's name. And I'm not just going to equate and make similarities that are superficial. In these podcasts, I'm going to go deep into the relationship between the number of four, four forces, and the four letters of God's name, his essential name, the Yud, the He, the Vav, the He, the three levels of energy. There are four patriarchs, no, there are three patriarchs and four matriarchs and how the Zohar describes the patriarchs and the matriarchs in, in a certain way that is exactly related and connected to the way we view the forces and we view the different levels of energy. We're going to be talking about chromosomes, the chromosomes that contain the genes that build our bodies. Those chromosomes, there are 26 that come from the man, the 26 that come from the woman, uh, 23 that come from the man, 23 that come from the woman. And that makes a combination of 46 chromosomes that is uh, comprises the DNA inside each person, inside each cell. Now, it's interesting that in the Hebrew alphabet, there are 22 letters, 22 letters, 22 chromosomes. One stands unique, and that is the sex chromosome, the X and the Y chromosome. So with the 22 letters, the Zohar describes there's another aspect to those letters, and that is the little spitz, the little top of the Yud. And that's the one that is most significant that corresponds to the possibility of procreation and how that is exactly demonstrated in the 22 chromosomes corresponding to the 22 letters from which and with which God created the universe and from which and with which each body is created and how there happens to be, interestingly, that 23rd chromosome that represents the sex chromosome. And then we're going to talk about how the chromosomes itself are designed and built and they correspond to the different spiral staircases that were in the temple. We're going to be talking about many, many fundamental in the DNA. There are four essential rungs in the ladder, again, corresponding to the four letters of God's name. Talking about the number four, we're going to be talking about the sun, the sun that is made of hydrogen. Hydrogen is number one on the uh, periodic table. And how is the sun formed and developed and how does it manifest itself when four of these number one atoms hydrogen fuse together 
they create helium and a bunch of other different things. But that is basically the very fundamental, simple process with which the sun, all its heat, all its light, and everything that the universe benefits and gains photosynthesis that gives energy and juice to all the greenery and all to the trees, all comes about with number one, hydrogen, fusing together with four of its atoms and creating helium. When you're going to see the incredible commonality in the world, whether it's in quantum physics and the four different forces and the four different atoms that have to combine together to create the one strength and the one force, and you're going to see this all across physics and science, you're going to be amazed by this. We're going to be talking about how the hemoglobin, so the heme molecule, what the heme molecule that is carried by the heart, the heart is made of four compartments. It carries the hemoglobin, the heme molecule, and the heme molecule, it it contains iron within it. Iron is number 26 on the periodic table. 26 is the numerical value of God's name. The four letters of God express themselves in the number 26. So here, what is it that carries around? And by the way, the heme molecule is made of four subunits. So the heme molecule made of four subunits operating in a heart that is made of four compartments is carrying around number 26 iron that attaches itself to oxygen and gives us life. Isn't that incredible? That the essence of life from which life is generated around the body is all connected to the number 26 and four and oxygen and all the nine yards that go along with it. We're going to be talking about, I know I'm sharing with you a whole load of stuff here right now, but I want you to get excited and I want you to have the patience to hear me out and listen to all the podcasts and to share with all your friends because we're going to be touching upon all these different subjects, quantum physics, chromosomes, hemoglobin, iron, blood, the blood platelets, the for, the way the, 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 the blood cell is formed. We're going to be talking about time. What is time? Time is a very difficult concept for people to really put their heads and hands around it. What is exactly time? A lot of scientists think it's an illusion. It's no illusion at all. Einstein was onto something when he said it's a very real dimension, when he said time-space is everything about the universe. And so time is something very real. One of the unique theoretical physicists that suggests that it's very real is Lee Smolin. And I'm going to share with you in one of my podcasts how he may be onto something that is very true and real. You know why? Because the Torah describes time exactly that way. So he's finally hitting and discovering upon something which, according to the Torah, is exactly the way to view time. Time, of course, is real. Who would think differently and otherwise? Except for the scientists that say that our minds are an illusion and time is an illusion. I don't know where these guys are coming off, but... You are real, I am real. Our minds are real and time is real. Time is very real. The day of Shabbat, the day of Yom Kippur is very different than Purim and Hanukkah. It's in the air. It's in the substance and in the identity of that time. We make a blessing over time when we're counting between Passover and Shavuos. Let me not spend too much time here on time, but we'll be talking about time. This is very fundamental, very significant, and you will completely appreciate and, 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 and view 
the experience of a Shabbat and the experience of a Hanukkah in a whole different other way. You want to grab it on. Just like if you are given two stones and you know that this one is a diamond, this is just regular earth. Each one has its potential. But in a certain way, I'd hold on a lot more tighter onto a diamond than I do to a, uh, a speck of earth, even though both have their very important qualities. We'll be talking about the mind. What is the mind? A lot of people think, a lot of scientists, actually a majority of scientists, I would almost say, they think it's a whole illusion. It's a hogwash. We're imagining that we're thinking. We're imagining that we are uh, uh, making choices. Everything is really predetermined, according to many scientists. But all of that we're going to be talking about, and, and, and we're going to be bringing a lot of strength and support to those ideas from, for example, Sir Roger Williams, Dr. Stuart Hameroff. They're onto something. When they talk about the mind as being something very real, people can't figure it out. How do we have memories? How do we remember the past? How do we not know yet what the future is going to be? Are we living only in this moment? Is it all about right now? I say, yes, it's all about right now. Everything else is the past, which is already behind us, and the future, which we can still have a little degree of control and influence in directing it one way or the other. We're going to be talking about light. What is light? This electromagnetic kind of energy, which we only are able to see the middle of the spectrum, a very small little area that we are able to appreciate with our eyes, the way God designed our eyes. We don't see the whole spectrum. And because we don't see the other sides of the spectrum, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. There are animals that see it. There are machines that are designed to pick it up and sense the wider area. But light has some very unique qualities, Einstein taught us. It's absolute, it's timeless. And when Hasidus and when Kabbalah and when the Torah describe time, uh, when they describe God, they describe God as being or in soif. That's the primary way that we describe God, the endless, the infinite light. Why do we describe God as the endless, infinite light? That's because light has a lot of very deep and strong similarities with God himself. So when you understand through the discoveries of scientists what light really is and its tremendous unique qualities, it can help you, assist you, as the Rambam, Maimonides says, by understanding signs. This helps us and strengthens our appreciation and awareness of God who created all these things. And so we're going to be talking about the randomness of quantum physics, we're going to be talking about the particles and the waves that exist within this world and within each cell. And that's what creates time dilation. And that's what creates the miracles of the Baal Shem Tov. So I've covered a whole bunch of stuff here in these couple of minutes. And it's maybe overwhelming, but that's just a teeny little drop out of the fruit that we are going to be talking about. There's still a whole fruit that I haven't even touched upon. So get excited about listening to the physics of the mystics with me, Rabbi Shlomo Ezagui. Share it with your friends. Put it already on your favorite list. Now to the $260 Amazon card. I want to build up an email list and I'd like you to communicate and correspond with me to give me feedback um, on what I just said or what you would like me to talk about. 
And if you send me an email to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com, I will put you in a raffle and we will have this raffle live on YouTube. And the winner will receive a $260 Amazon card. Wow, $260 just for enriching yourself with incredible wisdom on the podcast Physics of the Mystics. Now, that sounds like a good deal to me. And if you offer a reason, even if it's wrong, why I'm giving out $260 and a little hint, go back to what I already touched upon and you may already have a good idea why it's $260. You will be put into this raffle to win the $260 two more times. That'll be a total of three times. So anybody who sends me a letter or a correspondence that they're eager to hear what I'm going to talk about or offer a suggestion or anything at all, but then I got their email address, that will put you into the raffle one time. The physics of the mystics at gmail.com. And if you include in your email a suggested idea, a guess why I'm giving out $260, that will put you into this raffle two more times. So I'm very, very excited to offer this Physics of the Mystics. I will start, I think, with a couple of episodes as my first introduction to the real stuff, maybe in another week or, or two, or maybe less than that. And I'm waiting to share this knowledge with you guys out there and to hear back um, from your feedback. Because you know what the old expression is? Feedback is the breakfast of champions. Yeah, everybody's got to eat. You got to eat in order to be strong. The Talmud tells us that it's extremely important to have a wholesome breakfast. It saves a person from many, many illnesses. And of course, that's the same thing dietitians will tell you and nutritionists will tell you. Of course, they're going to tell it to you. They're finally discovering the truth of what the Torah is telling you. And that's what this show is about, physics of the mystics. It's going to give you the spiritual nutrition that's going to give you the strength. And with your feedback, I'm going to receive my own breakfast of the champions because this is a show that is offered by champions going to be talking about champions to the people that are listening to the show who are already champions and going to strengthen that status of theirs and identity or becoming champions. So very excited. And I can't wait to to offer my first few episodes on some of the subjects that I already just hinted. We will be addressing on this very special podcast, physics of the mystics. See you and hear from you next time. God willing, very soon.